0: This is How Was Your Weekend with Wendy and Brian. Look for updates at facebook.com slash weekendpodcast or h-o-w-w dot a-s slash your weekend. While you're there, please subscribe. There are links for iTunes, Android, and more.
1: Hey, Wendy, how was your weekend?
0: Good. How are you, Brian? I'm good. Are you excited for this episode?
1: I am because with me in the studio. Now, you are remote.
2: I know. I can see her beautiful face, though. We have Heather. Welcome back, Heather. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me back, especially after the last time
0: we didn't scare you away. I'm so excited.
2: I, I thought I would scare
1: you guys away. Feedback on the episode that you were on was very, very positive.
2: Really? Yes. Ooh, I'm excited. Ooh, you schooled okay. some people, chick. You schooled some. People. Oh, did I?
1: Ooh, mm-hmm. cool. yep. All right.
2: Yeah, yeah get it get it (laughs) see what would happen if i actually like did something with intent instead of just casually blowing my mouth off about things i know little about random exuberance yes exactly thank you an overabundance of nonsense as my (laughs) friend lisa would put it
0: (laughs) or you know useless knowledge however (laughs) it's all good it all comes together in the end it all comes
2: out in the wash
0: it does <laughs> actually, and people enjoy it sometimes.
2: Well, good. I'm I'm glad some people took something away from that. I thought that was a very interesting conversation that we were having. It was. If people want to go
1: back and listen, we were talking about uh, what was it? Finding a job, something like
0: that. Was change, that the- oh, changing your careers. careers. Yep. And I don't remember what episode
2: was it. Like ten or thirteen. Thirteen. Ah, lucky number thirteen. Because I have a really good memory. Plus, since it was the one that I was in, I've only listened to it like twenty times.
1: <laughs> oh, you are those 20 downloads.
2: Yeah, I was a, <laughs> well, we thought I thought it was
1: a bunch of other people. It was all I was aliens. the 20 views that. You had in there. <laughs> so today though, we're going to talk about God, we have been setting on this for months. Yes. Uh timing just hasn't worked out between your move and my laziness. <laughs> uh just uh we're, we're going to talk about movies.
0: We're out of excuses now. Now we just got to get on with it. Yeah, Except I- for my Skype issues, but we got that fixed now, too. We're good. Next so next time
1: I call you, just make sure you bring up the right Skype.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what I yeah.
1: You're stuck like in that Skype Windows ten hell where you have two different versions of it on your computer.
0: Yep, exactly. So I think we'll be good. Or I'll know at least what to do next time. So we'll get it together. So yeah, it's been like two months since we talked about having her back on to talk about this particular topic, which is da 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 Some of our favorite movies. Uh that's it.
1: <laughs> I love movies so I, I could I probably talk about them all day
0: you two are are avid movie goers where yeah. I get on a streak and then I haven't been to a movie in a long time so take it away my movie loving friends <laughs> uh, the
1: last thing so how this came about I think is we were going to get together and talk about Spider-Man Homecoming
0: case, yeah, yes. and yeah, Kason was a slack ass and she, oh sorry slack, mom and <laughs> slack butt <laughs> <laughs> Black, slacker and didn't meet you two so yeah that was it
2: prior to this podcast Wendy was telling us how she was the class act at her work because she <laughs> did not swear constantly so just keep that in mind this is true
1: uh, but then sort of like when it didn't happen <laughs> because of Wendy um, we uh, it's all
0: my fault I'm okay with that actually did we not end up reviewing that
1: or did we not I, I no, guess you we didn't
0: did. we held it for this I think
1: okay well I yeah. really liked it it was good so the end <laughs> Um, so, uh, but no, so we decided to maybe change it to, uh, our favorite movies or movie genres, whatever, however it comes out. Mm -hmm. And it just, it it just took a while for us to actually get together. So Heather was like, Hey, you sure you're not going to move it? I'm like, no, not this time. (laughs) I will not move it again.
0: It's on like Donkey Kong.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
2: Um, gosh uh, so you two
0: just ran into each other this weekend for movies Did yeah you go my, to the same my movie?
2: hu- no my husband and i go to the movies almost every weekend i mean the, literally the only time we don't go to the movies is if there's just absolutely nothing playing that we even have a, a slightest glimmer of curiosity yeah. about and then we won't go but for the most part we go just about every weekend kim and
1: i are about the same way <clears throat> uh we in fact we actually signed up for movie pass have you and oh. Joe signed up for that yet?
2: I we we have the AM Star movie that's cards
1: the stubs or not stubs or whatever it is. No, this is different. What, so tell me about the movie pass. What movie pass allows you to do? It's like ten dollars a month per person. It's it's a Mastercard. You Ooh. basically you go to the movie theater in the app, you check into the movie, mm-hmm. then you use the card to pay for the movie ticket, and you can watch a movie per day, and it still costs ten bucks a month.
2: Holy crow! I know. 10 bucks.
1: Wow, we Wait, we not Wait, how like, in the
0: world is that profitable? We, we I'm so blow confused. Like
1: five times that <laughs> amount. <laughs> I know. So, I was, yeah, so the service used to be like 50 bucks and the the the, the company said, "Hey, I think we we can think we can do this for $10." And um th- there you go. Wow. I guess the, it's kind of like insurance. If everybody's not using it, <laughs> they're able to cover the cost. I'm using it. I'm using yeah, it were, like mad.
0: I was going to say I would be the slacker who pays for Brian and Kim to go to the movies and <laughs> Joe and Heather to go to the movies. Get the paper and never go. Totally
1: worth it and our local theater accepts it.
2: Mm, oh. We will have to look into that 10 that's, bucks a month.
1: That's awesome. So yeah, because of that I I would I mean, I would go see stuff anyway, but I would I've gone to see stuff that I would never see like American <laughs> like American Assassin. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, is it good?
2: No, but
1: I I, I effectively got in for free, so I don't care.
2: Okay, so then that leads to the next question, which is, because what kind of movies do you like to go see? I like to see every
1: kind of movie. Every kind of movie? I love movies. I will see horror flicks. I'll see science fiction. I'll see fantasy. I'll see chick flicks. I'll see kids' movies.
2: I don't care. I love seeing movies. So, Wendy, if you don't go that often, when you get on a streak, what prompts you to get on a streak?
0: Um. Okay. Generally, like an action movie. <laughs> I'm kind of. That's why I said is American Sassin good because I am. Uh, I am a kind of a Jason Bourne kind of <laughs> atomic blonde junkie. Did you Those see atomic... my kind of movies? Did you like I Atomic did. Blonde? I did actually. I hate I the think... ending, but I loved I, the movie. Well, yeah, but it was it was a good movie. I mean, it, it had a couple parts where I was like, oh, okay, but for the most part, I really enjoyed it. So I, I'm kind of the action movie i'll go to a rom-com i did go see i think it was um a uh, girl's trip or whatever that one with queen latifah is that was oh, pretty yeah fun. yeah kim wanted was, to see
1: that we didn't for some reason and it's not because i wouldn't go
0: <laughs> it's it's actually pretty good it's a pretty good story there's a good story in there too so i'll go to a chick flick and do that kind of stuff too but i'm generally like fast and the furious atomic <laughs> blonde jason Bourne, that kind of action movies and i like thrillers i like a good like suspense so shutter Ooh. is a shutter
2: island or whatever those kinds oh, of yeah
0: things. yeah i'm kind of into those too. joe
2: joe was in tokyo last week and oh. so i went i wanted to go to the movies but we had wanted to go see it but i waited because he wanted to go see that so i went and saw oh. wind river instead oh yeah with, How is uh, that? jeremy renner i liked it like it's not it's not a shoot 'em up action 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 all all the time or anything, but it was interesting. And I his there's a scene towards the very end where <laughs> the the look on his face I just I was like oh my god! Like it was just one of those moments. You mean where, the look that's always on Jeremy Renner's face? No, no. Be nice.
0: It's, do not do bag like, my
2: boy Jeremy because I love yeah, that man. But he just you, you got two on the corner yeah. there, so back it, off their kilps. It was just one of those. It's, it's, scenes where the the actor actress nails it and the the emotion that's coming out is just so incredibly intense that you i mean i i got goosebumps i was like oh whoa <laughs> i'm
0: gonna have to go see this so fun fact about that movie uh my sister-in-law's brother made the cowboy hats
2: oh sweet
0: so jeremy renner's cowboy hat was made by greely hatworks My sister-in-law's brother owns so i was like i knew about this coming out because he was like you know social media about it but then i've seen it and i'm like gosh i've got to go see it a love renner b the hat and i do like a murder mystery kind of thing too those are kind of right up my alley so So, i have to check it out i'm glad you said it has that has that kind of intense
2: cinematic moments those are fun it's very it it has its moment it's very violent in certain parts but it, I thought it was well done.
1: Little known fact, a friend of a friend's Facebook friend probably had something to do with that movie.
0: Who
2: wasn't imaginary.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> a friend of a friend's Facebook friend. Wow. How did you keep that correlation straight? <laughs> right?
1: You know what? I'm not bragging. Just saying. Are you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing to brag about. You're cooler than me. Friend of a friend of a Facebook friend.
2: So we've got action, suspense, and then we've got everything on Brian's side. Like if you go look at my Blu-ray shelf,
1: there's no single genre that just, I guess probably science fiction just because there's a lot of Star Trek stuff on it. But that's not because science fiction is my favorite genre. It's just I happen to love like Star Trek and I have a lot of like Star Trek stuff and superhero stuff. Superheroes almost transcended science fiction because there's not a lot of science fiction in superhero films.
2: So that's
0: the True. two that you two tend to, like, I mean, at least conversate a lot about are kind of the yeah. superhero.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I will, I like, I'm kind of like Brian a little bit. I have a very large, varied taste in genres. The only movies that I, there's three types of movies I cannot get into. I cannot get into movies about war or army. Love Patton. They, they bore me. I I oh. don't know if it's because the the storylines to me are all the same fundamentally and it's just different people and different characters but I I find them very boring. The second one is Godfather or mobster movies. I find those incredibly boring. Godfather
1: Godfather Part 2 and Goodfellas are all great movies. I just
2: I I find the, them so infuriating that <laughs> like The Departed,
0: you didn't like The Departed even though it was like a different
2: The only I just I, I don't know what it is. It's, it, it's not the actors or the actresses, it's the, it's the story. The story. I just they're terrible people. Basically, yeah, it's just I've got no common ground there, so I can't find it. And then I'm a terrible person. <laughs> well, and then the last genre I, I cannot get into. I love suspense, horror, but I do not like gore, horror. I don't care about Friday the 13th. I don't care about Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't care about any of those movies because to me, those movies are not scary. They're gory. Yeah, they're not scary. They're Completely different. (laughs) I do. I will say this. I do like (laughs) Nightmare on Elm Street. I've always liked Freddy Krueger. I don't know why. But just the, I don't know, the the slasher. (laughs) It's just the the slasher flicks where it's all about the gore, I I could care less. That stuff bores me. I was a paramedic for two years. I've saw stuff that was so much worse than that. And to me it's not scary, but if you get a movie like Session Nine or The Grudge, oh my god. Like I love movies like that that can legitimately scare you. And I'm telling anybody out there who's all about suspense, horror, watch session nine. You will pee your pants. I that
0: who's in that one? It's not
2: anybody you've ever ever heard of. They're all like B actors, but the movie is the creepiest thing ever. So here's the thing: like with um,
1: those horror flicks, it's kind of like you mentioned Fast and Furious, Wendy. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like those movies are a point when it was just like genre. Oh, it's almost. Uh, I feel almost bad just calling it genre garbage, but it's kind of just genre <laughs> genre garbage until it like jumps the shark and it becomes like a superhero movie about cars. Like Friday Thirteenth came became, basically became like a superhero movie about a zombie, and that's uh, when it's fun. Huh. Like Friday Thirteenth Part Six is absurd, and I love it. <laughs> Seven, eight, absurd. I and I love them. Um, the reboot absurd, and I love it. Jason X is absurd. I don't love it, but it's it's absurd. Those are, it's fun, but when it's just like a low budget horror, that it's like
0: like Chucky because I like Chucky, (laughs) even though it's kind of gory. I that's the only horror film I will actually watch is Chucky. Did you and Joe go see it?
2: Yes. Did you like it? I. I did like it actually. I liked it a, t- a lot better than the '80s mini series thing that originally came out in like '86 or something. It had like John Ritter and and the guy who he scares played, the hell out of me. He, the guy who played a uh, John Boy from the Waltons. <laughs> he was in. I can't remember his name. Oh, but it was I, like yeah. it was like a mini series that came out yeah, in the 1980s TV. on TV. It yeah. wasn't a movie. Well, Stacy
0: and Brian are big fans of the Pennywise. I'm just saying.
2: It. It was okay. I, I will let you guys on I did like it. I did like it. I thought they stayed as true to a Stephen King book that's like 700 pages as you can and still make a movie out of it. But there was one thing in that movie that drove me absolutely batshit. And it was the house on Neibolt Street, the creepy yeah. house that they go into, the front yard of this house. It's all dead grass and dead trees in the front, which okay, yeah, fits fits or whatever. And there are freaking sunflowers everywhere in this front yard, and they are fake sunflowers. And for the life of me, it drove me <laughs> to the point where Joe was like, What is wrong with you? It was just so it didn't fit. I I couldn't figure out what they were trying to do there. The whole house is dead. The whole thing is giving off a vibe of just deadness, right? Except you have this bright, cheerful yellow sunflowers all around this yard and they are fake as hell. (laughs) Like, I mean, you could do CGI sunflowers and maybe have gotten them even better. But these things were straight up Michael's clearance bin sale (laughs) sunflowers, fake sunflowers. And it drove me crazy. It's, it's like incongruous. I think it's supposed to be like that. I think it's just supposed, but, supposed to be like. But that was the thing. Like that. At first, I was like, okay, maybe that's what they were trying to go for. But it just it fell flat. The whole thing just fell flat. It was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> but do not let that stop you from seeing the it's movie. It's not scary. It was <laughs> the movie was great, and I did like it.
1: Yeah, I, I enjoyed it, but it's not scary. So it's 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 gory.
2: Yeah, no.
0: It's it's How a is little it not shocking. scary
2: when kids crawl down a drain and see a creepy. I I will admit the one scene where they're in the garage looking at the slideshow, that freaked me out a little bit Mm. because I think it was the perspective. They messed with the perspective of what was going on and it just gave it this really weird vibe that freaked me out a little bit. But no, it's not anything that's necessarily terrifying.
1: I can't remember the last time I've actually been scared by a movie other than just like a cheap shock.
2: Like a jump scare.
1: Yeah, and that's not and that's no. not the same thing. It's not even fair. It's a reflex reaction. I'm telling
2: you, dude. Session nine. Rent it. Watch it.
0: Okay. I I might have to do it with people. I don't need to watch it in a strange new. And
2: movie. and honestly, I will tell you right now, the people who have corner, cornered the market on the horror scary genre are the Japanese. Oh my God, those people. There is a movie called The Audition. Oh God. It's in Japanese, but yeah. it's subtitled and very it, familiar freaked me out the first time i saw it i was like whoa <laughs> it's just creepy it's just a creepy
1: thing but like that and ringu and all those yeah you know. yeah yeah not really not really my thing though uh gosh was it japanese or germans that did the movie about not na- nazi zombies no uh,
2: i know what movie you're talking about and i don't know
1: i remember watching it
0: but those are in my mind i mean
1: that one was just campy
0: Oh yeah, I had yeah. I had a I had a friend who was like obsessed with Rob Zombie films. It was a like House of a Thousand Corpses <laughs> or whatever. those are so bad. Yeah, like he's obsessed, <laughs> uh-huh. and I'm like, I don't even want to watch them. I just think it's just like one gory scene after the next. I don't know how that's fun to watch. His but fir- he,
1: his first uh, horror movie was Schlock. I remember I didn't watch yeah. the second one, but it was very well regarded uh, critically. But yeah, I mean. I don't know that I've ever actually watched any Rob Zombie movie.
2: The House of a Thousand Corpses was just, it was gory and it was weird. And that was about all you could say about it. I mean, if you like that stuff, then yeah, you you know.
1: It just sounds like his music.
2: Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. If it's your thing, it's your thing. The, I So the other one, the other genre that I think is kind of, I don't know. I guess if you're a literary romantic or whatever, I period films. I'm just like, whatever. Oh
2: like and some of them i can i can kind of enjoy
0: yeah i think i probably should try to uh, stretch my boundaries but i haven't done much i will tell you and it wasn't a period film i get that but the movie i thought was a complete it was a just complete <laughs> freaking letdown sorry kilbs edit at that um yeah i think freaking was fine Wendy. <laughs> was beguiled that was horrible beguiled was, i didn't
2: see that one oh,
0: Horrid! It just didn't make any sense. It was horrible. I was like, they're all dressed up. It was the one with Nicole Kidman and Colin Farrell, and like the I wouldn't watch that. (laughs) It was the Northern. I think it was a Northern soldier who got injured in this house of this gal, like ran a reform school or you know girls' school out of her home, this big Mm. plantation home, and yeah, it's just. It didn't make any sense. It was just silly. I was like, "This is such a letdown." That, based on some of the previews, it might have like some, you know, leaving out the good part stuff. But it was it stunk to holy heaven.
2: So, do you guys have any movies that you like that you really liked, but they're not very well known movies? Like, if you talk about them, people are like, "What?" I don't. I've never heard that movie before. But you like absolutely love it. Oh, God. No.
0: That's a really good question. That's, like, an no. awesome but question. Because I, mean, came I do. It depends, on,
1: it depends on the audience who I'm talking to. Some people, if I mention something, they'll have no idea. Like, if I mention the seventh seal to, like, my, to some somebody, like, uh, back home, like, what's the seventh seal? <laughs> but if I, you know, mentioned that to, like, you know, people around the office, it's like, oh, yeah, Ingmar Bergman, you know, okay. yeah, okay. Uh, no, not really.
2: Nothing super have, obscure. Have you guys ever heard of a movie called Lady Hawk? Yes, it has oh. a very young Michelle Pfeiffer, it has a very young Matthew Broderick, and it has a very young Rutger Hauer. Awesome! I love that movie. I have seen that movie maybe two hundred times. Easy. How does it compare to Blind Fury? That was the question.
1: <laughs> oh my! Oh, really. God. That's that's the Rutgerhauer masterpiece.
2: No, Hauer masterpiece is Blade Runner. He was the, oh, there's a new one is. coming out. I know he's the cy- he's the cyborg in Blade Runner. Remember? I, yeah, you know I, I'm not a big fan of Blade Runner. Oh my For god! Of course not.
0: Uh, of course not. It's like, it's like come on, be Like I
1: love do androids dream of electric sheep? and Blade Runner is just like the like the that is that's
2: the Asimov movie, or the, the Philip K, K. Dick, Dick movie uh, story that the movie's based off yeah, of. Yeah,
1: like I, I I love that
2: story, but the movie just does nothing for me. Really? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't I don't love the movie, but I found it really I don't the whole concept was just very fascinating to me at the time, like when it, you know. But yeah, so anyways, Lady Hawk, nobody has ever heard of this movie. Never
1: I I've heard of it. I've never watched it.
2: I have watched this movie like 56 billion times and Every time there's the same part makes me cry <laughs> and the same part makes me cheer. <laughs> and it's crazy. It's crazy. It just, I just find it humorous because nobody ever knows what movie I'm talking I, about. I'm going
1: to make her correction. The Rutger Hauer masterpiece is surviving the game with ice tea, which is the <laughs> oh modern, modern day, <laughs> modern day equivalent or the modern day, uh, recreation of the story. The most short story, the most dangerous game. Yes.
2: Such oh a my God.
1: wonderful movie phenomenal. You know,
2: Rutger Hauer I'm, is like Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. <laughs> there's just, there's some things they were in that they just absolutely kicked mighty butt. And then there's just some things where you're like, oh my God.
0: I'm basic. I am basic and cliche because I can't think of a movie that nobody knows about that I
2: love watching. That's horrible. Like, you know what? One of my most favorite movies of all time, and you guys are probably going to laugh about this, is a Disney movie called The Man from Snowy River. Oh yeah. my God, no, that was amazing. I'm I with you. love that movie because when the first time I saw it, I was only like 12, 13 huh. years old. And I found out that the guy did his own stunt riding. Like all of the stunts that he does with the horses, he did on his own. And for anybody who has not seen that movie, there is a scene where he goes over a cliff. And when I say cliff, I'm not talking... I am I am not talking a gentle about- incline. I am talking something that is probably close to a 75 degree angle, mm-hmm. almost straight down. And he goes over that thing on this horse. And it is one of the most incredible That's things insane. I have ever seen. I mean, he is. And it's real. They, they shot this. I mean, and it's it. It's goosebumps. It's goosebumps territory, even if you don't like horses. And even if you're not into the, you know. They're in Australia in the background of Australia. But if you even if you're not into that, that scene right there will make you cry because oh my god,
0: that's, that's a good yeah. You, that's a good movie. Oh my god, I haven't seen that forever. Now I need to watch yeah, it. Yeah,
2: that reminds me
1: of my favorite Disney film that hit me at the right time in my life, which was Charlie the Lonesome Cougar.
2: Huh?
0: <laughs> you're making that up. No, <laughs> this is an
2: anime. No. <laughs> okay. It was a live-action Disney movie. Char- I Charlie? feel like it sounds vaguely familiar, but I don't think I've ever it's seen it.
1: It's like about somebody that found and tamed a cougar, and uh. they had to return
0: the cougar back to the
1: wild. Okay.
2: I,
0: okay, yep.
2: Nope, never knew
0: that one. Um. Di- favorite Disney movie? Hmm. I have quite a... Well, what is it? What's my favorite Disney movie? My favorite movie <laughs> that's like
1: strictly Disney and not like a property they own would be... Um, Probably Beauty and the Beast.
2: Are you oh really? really? I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Aladdin. I'm the anim- Wait, the animated Beauty and the Beast, or the live action with Emma Watson? Uh,
1: I really like the live action. Did movie, you? But I, it's the animated film. Oh, okay. Which I literally just saw in theater, the theater last weekend.
2: Okay.
0: Really? Yeah. I have heard it's great.
1: Well, I mean, I saw the animated movie in the theater last weekend. I saw the the one with Emma Watson when it debuted. A couple it, months it, ago. It's really
0: good. Yeah, I'm Aladdin. Aladdin all the way. I you did like Aladdin. Genie. Yep. Yep. And I like the fact that, yeah, it's just good. I did like Aladdin. Um, I, the, you know, the one show that, or the one genre that I can't get into much is A, the gore, like you said. Mm-hmm. And then it does, it depends, like some of the historical type movies. I mean, there's some that I <laughs> love and then there's others where it's like, okay, we're, I've read this story. Now they're just putting actors into it. It depends <laughs> on. Depends on the topic and the actors, because I think if you're going to do like to your point, if you're going to do war stories or historical pieces, you better bring the good actors, because if not, it's just like, yeah, OK, I could have just read the book and been fine. Or, I could, you know, or this is just a <laughs> recreation of something I learned in history and they didn't bring any anything dramatic to, to the piece. So right. those are things I want to love because I like <laughs> history and learning and, and all those parts, but at the same time, if they don't get the right cast, it's just a complete flop. So,
1: so was it, Wendy, was, I, was was it you that I was speaking with before when I mentioned the movie that I was in that was so terrible?
0: <laughs> yes, you did, and I forgot the name. What movie it? Was, it was
1: something that a uh, guy, uh, guy at work and I, a uh, friend of mine and I made, and I was, we were going to share it with the listeners, but we never did.
0: <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> Yeah, are you did. prepared to do so now oh, I'm not
1: going to oh. <laughs> what was this movie about it's a, it's a it's a horror film that's basically I play a civil war the ghost of a civil civil war colonel who is the main prota- uh, antagonist in the horror movie it's terrible
2: I'm peeing myself already yeah <laughs> It's the worst thing, you know. And I, and I mentioned this before. Did you get
0: edited out a little bit? I I,
1: I, I may actually, I, I probably should share it. It's really bad, hey, but if it's your debut, it could get some kind of like a low grade Oscar. I could get like an IMDb. A low It's like a low grade like a low grade fever.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know what I, what would you name it's a, low a low grade Oscar? Oscar?
1: A wiener. An Emmy. <laughs>
0: it's,
1: a, it's a wiener, like an Oscar Mayer mm-hmm. yeah. wiener
2: oh gosh
1: but yeah but uh it it was effectively a period piece and they did not bring the the a-list actors you know yeah you
2: couldn't get benedict cumberbatch i don't
1: i don't know like i don't know what he would fit into he certainly didn't fit into the movie about um who what who gosh i don't remember who he was oh turing
2: he was turing yes yeah really i didn't see that movie so i don't know
1: yeah. No, no, it wasn't the Turing movie that I saw. I saw did I see the one about Turing or did I see the one about Stephen Hawking? He wasn't in the Stephen Hawking. He wasn't Hawking. in the there's, there's
0: somebody in the Stephen Hawking. I can't remember which <laughs> the one I Stephen saw. Stephen Hawking one was pretty good, I'm gonna say. I liked that one. Can't
2: remember I the name s- of it. I will but- <laughs> have to say this. I feel like no, it, was I don't- the, it was the imitation
1: game. It was the it was the Turing one.
2: Yeah, I feel like I don't care well, I'm the same way with books too. I don't care for movies or books <clears throat> that are about and this is gonna sound weird, but that are about regular people. Like I just I'm like, okay, I get it. It's a person and they did something and they could have done something cool or whatever, but I, I'm all about the imaginary, the So the you way guys have out good there.
0: imaginations. That's that's why you're good at with movies. That's like why I, I lack that. I'm a realist. I kinda like the normal. What, like, do, you, oh,
1: what yeah. do you what do you mean regular people? Because most everybody's a regular well, person yeah. in some way.
2: <laughs> no, I get it. It I it's like a known story no it's it's like um uh, it's it probably works more for books than for actual movies but just like like movies like the um i forget the name of the movie with russell Crowe where he plays the that like the Beautiful brilliant line yeah yep like movies like that and the alan turing movie like i i get that these people did extraordinary things right and god bless them because i don't think i'm cut out for that kind of stuff but i just I, f- I just get bored with those movies and i don't know why i don't know if it's just because it's it's basically normal people doing stuff
0: <laughs> they're doing <laughs> and, and part humanly part it, extraordinary well, things but not yeah, and, extraordinary. And, things. and part
2: of it too like my husband and i have had this conversation i don't know how many times i hated the three star wars movies that the 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 four, five, and six. And it wasn't necessarily I hated them because they were just god-awful because they really were. <laughs> but even if they hadn't been, I would not have liked them because I know what happens, and I hate that. I cannot watch movies that are prequels. I did not like Rogue One. I did not like that movie because you know what happens at the end, and that drives me insane. So, I cannot watch movies like that because they bore me.
1: So you're not saying the original trilogy. You're saying the prequels.
2: Yeah, like, so you, when
1: you, said four, two, you said four, five, and six, which is New Hope, Empire, and Return of the Jedi.
2: Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I take that, but it was the ones with Ethan, whatever his name, Ethan Hawk, and what's his name, that played Obi Wan? The Terrible. Ones. Yeah, the Terrible ones. You know which ones I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, they're
1: terrible. Terrible. I was about to agree with you about the original trilogy not being necessarily the best thing
2: ever. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I can't, I don't like watching movies where you already know what happens i can't do it i cannot watch prequels they i get bored i am completely bored and god help you if you do not make a good transition like darth vader right the whole thing is at one point he was not an evil person and then he turns evil you know to oversimplify everything so since everybody knows that he turns out evil you have got to earn that transition, and they just don't do it in the movies. Well, they were just terrible movies. They were; Those were terrible movies, but, I mean, just any movie that's a a prequel, I can't, I cannot, I just can't do it, because everybody knows what happens in the end, so I'm just like, all right, I'm already bored, because I already know what's going to, there's no tension, there's no suspense, because we already know what happens. So it's watching the movies about people like Alan Turing and all of that, Incredible things that these people accomplish, and I don't like to take away from that in any way whatsoever. But I'm already bored because I already know what happened, and I know that's just me. But I just I can't watch those movies. I can they, I
1: can see that. I yeah.
2: I th- also think
1: though it's hard. I can't blame the the prequel trilogy, the their trilogy hood on the movies being bad. It's just they're terrible movies. Uh, yeah,
2: that, so that's probably I, not I, a good I, example because those are just terrible movies all around. But
0: but you bring up a good point, like when is a franchise or a trilogy, a trilogy or whatever you want to call them, like, wins enough enough? Like, honestly, there's so many franchises money. in there. <laughs> well, I know that from a, from a business perspective, but, like, as a moviegoer, I mean, I can say I like The Fast and the Furious, but, you know, they could have stopped at three or four, and I'd have been like, yeah, now I just watch them because I'm dedicated They're, to the they franchise. Actually got,
1: they actually got fun around
2: five. They were just horrible movies up to, like, well, yeah. the, the I think you reach a, a interest. I think yeah, they reach an interesting tipping point because I yeah. think you either, either they
0: go good or they go bad. <laughs> yeah, like
2: either they either they go to the point where the the fans, the your fan base, like your core fan base, are just like, all right, you guys have you, you're done, right? Or they kind of go like the Fast and Furious did, where now you go because it's just fun. You you take them for what they are. They're not uh, Oscar award winning movies, right? Exactly. There's, you take them for what they are. They're a bunch of crazy action movies that give the finger to physics and then you yeah. Just, physics. <laughs> yeah. just yeah like we're you know physics literally don't exist in this universe but and you just take it for what they are and then they're just fun and then you have this fan base that just kind of rolls with it because they're having a good time and i think if you get a franchise that kind of flips that way they'll keep making money until they until they just don't make money anymore Yeah,
1: for me it's kind of like life it's like well, you know when it's enough enough like yeah, when, what, they're, when they're yeah. no longer fun it's like It's like, oh, I've been me now for thirty-eight years. I'm just going. I'm going to go suck on an exhaust pipe and end it all. (laughs) I mean, I haven't hit that point yet, so I'm fine continuing. I'm fine continuing (laughs) with who I am, and as long as they want to keep making Marvel movies, I'll be fine with that until they're no good.
0: Well, I think. Well, and I think, but it's the storyline, right? I think it's if you go too deep into a storyline, there's a point where it just gets played out. Where if it's Transformers Mm. or Fast and Furious or whatever, where there's not even really there's just maybe a tiny thread of a storyline, but not enough. Like I feel like the Star Wars and the can't think of the other one that's in my head, but it's like, okay, when when are we done with this story? And when can we but just stop world, making? It, a stop? it really
1: boils down to the world never ends. I mean, mm-hmm. it could. So, real stories could literally go on forever. True, within within reason. So I, I can't say that enough, enough as long as, like, I wouldn't want to watch a story about, like, hopefully you won't listen, like my friend Chris. I wouldn't want to watch a movie <laughs> about that because it would be him sitting around, you know, playing Friday the 13th on his PS4. But, like, watching yeah. like uh, watching a story about, I don't know, our friend Mark, you know, doing just crazy woodworking. stuff. Woodworking. <laughs> well, getting drunk, uh, going to work, half drunk talking his way through stuff i think that of could be a course. lot of fun <laughs> oh
2: my God. so well it's a little bit like book series too like certain series you and i i think what happens heather uh, was
0: picking up what i was putting down i
2: would I, I think what happens ultimately is that you're they're always trying to top whatever they did in the last movie right so it's it's like this constant you got to top that you got to top that you got to make it more exciting well that's not sustainable I don't care what kind of I don't care that this. In Brian's right, I think stories kind of go on forever. They kind of fold back in on themselves and then manifest in a different kind of a different manifestation every time. But they're they're trying to constantly like top themselves, and at that point, that's not sustainable. You're either going to come out with just something completely ludicrous that's not going to make any sense, or people are just going to start to get bored.
0: So, the other thing I think that's interesting, even though I'm not an avid moviegoer, and I don't know nearly what the both of you know about movies and things like that, is I feel like the, either creativity is dying in Hollywood, mm. or something yes. because yeah. everything's becoming a franchise, or trying to to re- they're trying to remake old movies, and yeah. there's not like stories are getting lost in I guess just the big the anime like the cinematic part of it but I I don't feel like there's as much creativity or uniqueness of movies as there used to be as 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 uneducated and limited as I am in my movie <laughs> experiences. I would say
1: the movie it, it's it's like a selection bias thing The movies that we tend to see are the ones that are presented to us and they're presented to us because they're the ones who tend to make money. So, the things that we see in the theater, the blockbusters, are in major theater chains because, again, people go see them. I would say there's a tremendous amount of creativity in the film industry. It's just a lot of stuff. I mean, a really nice cinematic camera. Somebody could buy something now for eight grand and film a movie. I have my DSLR over here that costs like 800 bucks. And if you really wanted to, you could film a movie on it. I think there's a ton of creativity. We're just not seeing it because that's not what
0: sells. From a theater perspective, I think what I have just recently before I moved Charlotte was those smaller, older theaters that play kind of those obscure, off-the-mark movies. So one one movie that I think people have heard of, I mean, it was big for a while, but I don't think a lot of people maybe necessarily see or remember it, was... Um, August Osage County, I believe. I saw that one. Yeah, nope. with Julia Roberts and Meryl Streep. Yeah, and if you're from Oklahoma <clears throat> or know the culture there, it was a really good story, and it was extremely well representative of the culture of a. I think the era and time in which the relationship occurred, but also the environment and where they grew up. But the the theater, and I can't. I think it's Twin Manners or something in Charlotte. They play a lot of those that it's like, uh, what was the other one that they just did
2: about the Catholic priests and... uh, Oh, yeah, the news story? Yeah, Yeah, that was a great movie, too. Yeah, where they they broke the news story about the Catholic priests molesting the... Yeah, I know which one you're talking about.
0: That that was a great show, too. But that theater kind of really (laughs) gets into those, I think, in another... There's, like, two of them in Charlotte that do it, and then one started with, like, the... Dallas Buyers Club those really unique Oscar winning type shows and they don't go mainstream or blockbuster like immediately um those are also kind of places where I look to to find those unique stories or different cinematic experiences that you don't see but I you know I I Just started to realize that in the last couple of years because people were going to those, or I have friends that are big literary fans, right? And they were like, oh, this looks like a great movie, even though it's like a what? I've never even seen a preview for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those, I think, kind of movies sneak up and become blockbusters but it's like what why is it just the way they choose to market it is it you know i mean it's just an interesting split of things and how they both can make
2: money it's it's money and part of the reason i think is because movie theaters are really struggling right now because i mean you've got netflix you've got all these options to literally sit in the comfort of your own home be able to stop things so you can, you know, go take a pee when you need to and not miss any of the movie. You have these options now to just be in the comfort of your own home and not have to deal with people. <laughs> and you're right. Why am now, I going to the theater? I don't know. And and that's the thing. Like movie theaters are losing money hand over fist. Like they can't. It's so I think they it's causing kind of a cycle where then they focus on the movies that they think that they're hoping and are going to turn into blockbuster. Blockbusters so they can recoup the money back because I think they're just losing it really fast. And but the problem is I don't I don't know, it's one of those things where everything is kind of feeding into everything else, right? Because there there is a lot of creativity. And there is a book and I I, I wanna say the name of the book is called Popcorn, but I honestly don't know if that I can't remember if that's the title or not. It, it pop, was a pop, pop pop, I love popcorn. It was a book <laughs> written by a man who uh was a screenwriter in Hollywood in the sixties. I believe, 60s, 70s, he got blackballed for writing the book. Dalton Trumbo? No, it wasn't him. It was some guy, it, I had never heard of this guy, and I literally, I read this book as a review book, it, so I just picked it up on random, I took it from the review list, but it was very interesting, because, and I apologize that I'm not giving more definite titles and names and everything, but the one thing that caught my eye, I remember when I was reading this, and I read this book like maybe nine years ago, was that the guy literally said, he goes, what cracked him up was that people think that Hollywood executives sit out there and do all of this scientific analysis <laughs> about what the next big movie trends will be. And then they, they develop movies based on these, these, this ana- analyzed data. They, they do these movies that are going to be like, yes, this is what's trending right now. And, and these are people's attitudes about things right now. And we're going to make movies that are going to feed that. And he was like, 100% not true these guys have no scientific approach to how they make movies. Literally, the only thing that they do is they be like, hey, you know, they did that vampire movie. It came out a few months ago and it made a lot of money. Let's make a vampire movie. Exactly. That's yep. literally what happens. And so it's interesting because you and, and you do like this is the time of year where horror movies come out. So now you've got the cheap what you've got the what is it, friend request or oh god, <laughs> what, but you're gonna in the next couple of months, yeah, there's gonna be a whole bunch oh, of low well, grade horror and movies there's the like one, that. The one that's gonna be
1: it's Groundhog's Day with oh, yeah, uh, with that
2: a uh, happy dead day, happy death, De- day, death day, or something day. like that because it's her birthday.
1: So, you're, you're what you said reminded me of two things one, um, so theaters are losing money, so some theaters are moving towards experiences, so like the theater in a mall near us at Concord Mills. They basically gutted out all their theaters, and they've basically replaced them with um, reclining, powered reclining chairs that are very mm. nice and comfortable. They charge more for tickets because well, they're. they're trying to get more money out of the people that are already going. Plus, they now have liquor. Oh, so, it's like
2: our town cinemas, yeah, like Davidson. Our, yeah. you know, you can order a freaking pizza and nachos. <laughs> I love our town. <laughs> I do too.
1: But, um, but so that's one thing. But you mentioned before, like a movie that um, I just want to go back backtrack to it because it, it, this conversation reminded me. A movie that you love that people may not know. And you said this person. I thought of Dalton Trumbo. (laughs) He he directed the movie, and I I'm pretty sure I handed Wendy you the book. Uh, Johnny got his gun. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. I love the book, and I love the movie. He it's it's an interesting case where he wrote the book, then 30 years later, wrote and directed the movie. Nice. Based on his book. Nice. That's like unheard of yeah yeah that is and it's a phenomenal movie and it's hard it's hard it, it I, I, there may be an official pressing now but when i got it i got an unofficial pressing of the movie <laughs> nice. because you couldn't buy it right but that was something sorry hey so um you know we've talked about like genres that we like and some like obscure things like obscure movies that we like but like what are some of our actual favorite movies
2: Ooh. yeah heather
1: so what like give us your top three
2: Ooh, I wrote some down because I was thinking about this earlier. Give today. us your <laughs> top five. Okay, my top five movies that I love. So uh, Lady Hawk is one because I've just watched it a hundred billion, zillion times. I liked Scott Pilgrim versus the world. It's fun. Because I thought it was fun. I thought it was really creative. It's kind of comic booky, but not campy. And I i just i really i thought they did a really excellent job with it because it is based off a comic book yeah but i thought they did just a fantastic job with it
1: they really did that was a hard movie to make and i think they nailed it
2: i think they did too and i love that movie um the prestige Ah, cool um and it has christian bale and i can't remember the other guy's name (laughs) <laughs> my mind just went blank oh is but, that the one where they're musicians or magicians, magicians. magicians, magicians. Oh. and they become they musicians magicians you know musicians uh, yeah, masseuse, you know, whatever. I'm, in,
0: I'm in music city i'm all confused yeah
2: no but they become sort of enemies they they start out as friends doing magic together and then they kind of become rivals and it that movie is just it's it's creepy it's imaginative and it's i i, I just really enjoyed it i really liked it um Everybody laughs at me about this, but I liked the Blair Witch Project.
1: I uh, liked the first oh, movie. I liked it when I first saw it.
2: Yeah, I, don't get me wrong; it's not something I've sat and watched a bazillion times, but watched it once. I thought that it was extremely realistic. I I didn't care so much for all the you know shaky camera <laughs> sort of thing going on, but I I it just felt real. It felt like as if if that kind of thing were to happen to you, you'd be scared. That, that's out of your what brain. it would. But that's that is what it would feel like, sound like. I couldn't I couldn't really describe it. But I thought they did. I thought I just thought it was a considering that you know there was no budget and no A list actors or anything. I thought they did a really great job on it. And then probably the la- the fifth one is either the Never Ending Story, oh. which I love that book, or and that movie or Air Force One. And, the reason, and I know that is so weird and incongruous, but the reason I really loved Air Force One is for two reasons. Because number one, they kill a main character off in the first 20 minutes of the movie, which I thought was just awesome. You don't have to wait to the end to be disappointed. I just thought it was awesome. And the second part is because there's this the scenes that Harrison Ford has in there, especially the ones where the terrorists are basically saying, hey, if you don't do X, Y, or Z, we're going to kill these other people on board. It's he doesn't do the trope thing. He doesn't be like, okay, I gotta, I gotta immediately turn myself in. Right. Which is what everybody always does in the movie. And I'm like, no. And he doesn't, he agonizes about it, but he does not turn himself in because it's, it's either she dies or everybody dies. And he makes that decision, but he agonizes over it. And I love movies where people do not act like you think they're going to act like Jupiter ascending Everybody hated that movie. I freaking loved that movie. I thought of you. I thought of that.
1: when you <laughs> said Air Force
2: One. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's there's a lot of stuff going on that they probably didn't need all that stuff. But the fact that when she's talking to Braxis and he tells her either you can save your save your family by signing the world over to me and she starts to do it and she stops and she's like, Then what for how long? How long is my family safe? You're gonna oh, harvest I was the earth. Thinking,
1: I was thinking Olympus
2: has fallen. Oh yeah, well I liked Olympus Has Fallen too, but I just I liked Mila Kunis's character. I liked the way that she did not act the way every other character in every other movie ever has always acted. Oh no, I gotta save my family. The most important thing is my family. No, because you know what? Personal is not the same as important. And that movie really, it just had a really great scene where she's like, "Okay, I can save my family, but for how long are they safe? You're gonna harvest if I sign the Earth over to you, you're gonna harvest it anyways." I would save my family for, what, a week, two weeks, and then everybody's dead. And she totally, I just, I love the fact that she did not act the way that, you know, everybody's supposed to act. You're supposed to save your family. And she was like, no. And I loved it. So, yeah.
1: Hey, So, Wendy, do you have your list? Or do you want me to go? You you do. You go. You go. Because this is
0: very intriguing, and mine's going to be super lame. So, we're going to lose it
1: for the end. I think mine's super pedestrian, and I don't know... I, I'm gonna have to cheat, I think, because I have some movies that float in and out. <laughs> cheater, cheater. So I'll say I think my my favorite movie usually is like a three way tie. And I'm just gonna give all all three. And they'll they'll <laughs> occupy seats one, two, and three. Um probably in no particular order, Ghostbusters, the original. Mm-hmm. I've I've seen the movie hundreds and hundreds of times. Love that movie. Um another yeah, another one. I love Superman the movie from nineteen seventy eight with Christopher I- Reeve.
2: I'm right there with you.
1: Love that movie. Um, and Wendy, you and I have talked about this one quite a bit, which is Tombstone.
2: Oh, yeah, I love Tombstone. That I, love, is the
1: I love that movie. Uh, again, watch that one hundreds of times. Then the movie, then it kind of gets, there's a couple of float in and out. So I, I was just thinking about it, and I can't think of a movie that I love. I can't think of many movies that I love more than um, Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan. Ooh, I like that one, too. I love that movie. and It, <laughs> it feels weird that it's occupying my list. But it, it it does, and there are three movies I can't I can't pick between. I think they float in and out. One of them I will freely admit is a terrible film, <laughs> terrible. But I watched. I know it word for word. Is and it Pee
2: Wee's Playhouse? I love yeah. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I love Pee Wee's Big Adventure, <laughs> but it's not on the list.
1: It's the 1986 Transformers the movie, the animated film. It's terrible, and pe- oh. there are people who swear hey, it's actually a really good movie. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but I. I the, so much of my brain is wrapped up in that movie so it's hard not to uh to to, to call it but also a couple of, like charlie kaufman films sort of go in there i love adaptation it's a nicolas cage movie of all things but i really like that and when i watch it i love eternal sunshine of the spotless mind but that oh, yeah, i have, yeah. i kind of have to be forced to watch it i watch it and i love it but i i avoid it whenever i can because i don't want to sit down and watch it yeah i get you so um, I think that that's that's kind of a cheaty way of
0: of getting my top five out. Hey, you know, I get it. Sometimes it depends on your mood. So you're going to you're going to revolve. So yeah. get some things revolved on the list there. Um, hey, can I, a- can I can oh. I can I project
1: and guess what I think would be on your top five?
0: <laughs> you already heard them. So you already know. I don't want I just thought of one that I absolutely love and can't believe I never said it before, and it's to, when I say it, you're both going to be like you complete dork. Of course, you said this, but <laughs> can I guess go, one? Can I guess one? Can go, I guess one? You, okay, you, Brian Kilby, you try to choose my top five.
1: I, I'm I'm doing this because because I you love know you, and I just <laughs> in my mind, Wendy's case, Wendy's case, and one of her favorite favorite movies would be Point Break.
2: Oh, no. I love Point Break. I've
0: never even seen it. Oh, my God. It's what? so awesome. No,
2: you've got to see it. The original. Okay. Is, no, is, I've never even
0: seen it. Fa- it's is, a-
2: is one of them magic, Mike? Please tell me one of them.
0: <laughs> well. Just yeah, I'm I'm just kidding. Kidding. So Fast and hey, the, fast the that Furious. That one I'll watch every time, but it's not like my top five. Fast and the Furious <laughs> is a
2: ripoff of Point Break. A little uh, bit, yeah. Okay. All
0: yeah. right. The original well,
2: Point, point really Break like was... It. Keanu and Patrick Swayze is Such pretty a- good, yeah.
0: I'm, okay. a, I'm a Keanu fan, so I'll watch that one. Uh, so yeah.
1: I, I can't, I, 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 if, if that's not on there, then the real Wendy and my imaginary <laughs> Wendy just not, are nowhere near.
0: Well, now, next time, when after I watch it, I may be like, heck yeah, it's top five, baby. The dream is um, broken. I know. Anybody else want to guess? Taking, taking guests of my top five. Anybody else?
2: I, I would totally embarrass myself if I tried to Tombstone guess. So Tombstone's ahead. on it,
0: right? Tombstone's on it, but that one kind of flows in and out. But yeah, yeah. Tombstone is absolutely on it. Um, so, Forrest Gump. I'm oh, yeah, yeah. I I we, we've had that conversation.
1: <laughs>
0: I am a dork. I love Forrest Gump. I loved it when um, I was 15. <laughs> yeah, it's just... A, I don't know. It's just a good story. Um, I recently... And it is on my top five because it was... It, most relatable like i my imagination and it's a very realist film to me and i really enjoyed it and some people are like it's horrible it's depressing whatever manchester by the sea was a phenomenal movie i would watch it over and over i have no idea fassbender oh i have Uh, no idea what that is no it's the one with casey affleck oh yeah yeah the the boy
2: the kid yeah Yeah. yeah, okay i didn't see it but i i saw the trailers for it
0: the story i was just like yep I would be just like that guy. I went through this. I'm pretty sure. I mean, it was good. So I liked Manchester by the sea. Uh, Here's the one. Here's the clicker. (laughs) I'm going to say it. And you guys are not going to be shocked, but I am so upset. I never came up with this in my top five before because it was a little bit before it's time. It was super campy, but it's so entertaining. Ernest goes to camp (laughs) and Paul and you've got Dolly Parton in it. Best little whorehouse in Texas.
2: Oh, that was an awesome movie. Oh my gosh, that is an awesome movie. I agree with you. So so just (laughs) oversharing here,
1: I I didn't have a great relationship with my father. And dad had a bad habit of going to the movie, rental place and renting movies that were of an adult nature and just fast forwarding (laughs) through them. That was, I remember he got that one and he was very disappointed.
0: (laughs) Uh, Dude, the best little whorehouse in Texas is phenomenal. And it's not like, a plus acting, but it's just funny, and it was you know, for the time in which it was you know oh, yeah it was casted, it, was, it was, was racy
2: for the time,
0: yeah, and it was just cheesy and good and just funny it was so, it was just um, a
2: great it was just a great like fun movie,
0: it was you didn't have to think, and you were just like,' oh God, and you know i thought I thought that was yeah, so um, a Bessel whorehouse in Texas, Forrest Gump, Manchester by the sea. Uh, a Fast and Furious. We're not going to count, but that's on there, obviously. The, <laughs> the whole, first, whole one, franchise, the first, the first one, or the whole franchise. Uh, okay. I am. I am a big fan of. Um. Honestly, it's one when it comes on, I can watch it again and again, and I think it's a toss-up. So I'm not a big gangster movie person, even though I'm fascinated by gangsters. Like if I watch documentaries or whatever, it's weird like that, but. <laughs> The Departed or Black Mass, the the whole Whitey Bulger story, oh, like the, the one with Johnny Johnny Depp, was Depp. Good. yeah, that yeah, was really good. I think it was Black Mass. Um, that was really good. So it would kind of float in and out of my top five because it's just he put a whole different spin to the story than The Departed. Mm. Uh, but that was a really good one. I and Johnny Depp always does an incredible job of like immersing himself into his characters, and so that was a very a different character because he hadn't played. Yeah, more serious he had been on the Pirates of the Caribbean game, right. but I really enjoyed that and then um I don't know let me see here <laughs> like what is what's been interesting Roadhouse. and I, I mean I
2: Roadhouse <laughs> I love Roadhouse
0: Roadhouse is good <laughs> uh, so one okay here is the question that I didn't answer earlier but it is in my top ten and I I love it because he's the man pure country which oh your god
2: oh okay i was like what, I was yeah. Never, what? Uh, yeah
0: nobody's probably ever heard of it i've heard uh, of it dude i <laughs> love, remember when it came
2: out i love firestorm and that had howie long in it i mean for crying out loud and he's probably
1: listening <laughs> to it, it right now you know who else to pure was... country dusty <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes
0: me and Camberini's. get it brother
2: yeah. Well, in, in uh, the in the uh, spirit of building solidarity, Brian, I will let you know that my stepmother once rented a movie called Bush Pilots. That was not what she thought it was. And somehow it ended up in the normal section of the movie theater. And in her defense... <laughs> my leg is cramping up. That's so funny. In her defense... When I read the back of the, the VCR, the, the video cassette, because this was back in video cassette days. Yeah. When I read the movie synopsis on the back of the thing, I understood her confusion because it was very Vague. double and triply in-windowed. And if you were not of that frame of mind, it could definitely <laughs> read as a documentary on Bush Pilots. <laughs> that is awesome. And all I can tell you is I was... 15 and the first 10 minutes of the movie i learned so much <laughs> and then my dad walked into the room. highly informative my dad walked into the room and it was all over but yeah just so you know wow yeah i can't say i've ever had that experience with a relative This highlight of my childhood <laughs>
0: So uh, yeah, my list is a little bit awkward, but it's my list, and there's others that can flow in and out of there. But
1: pure that's country, I feel
2: today.
0: <laughs>
1: what yeah, about pure... quickly? So another Dusty movie is Quickly Down Under. Do you like that one? Um,
2: uh, I I can watch it, but yeah, yeah I, I, that's the one with Tom Selleck, right? Yeah. yeah, I I remember like I like I like that one. All right, yeah, it
0: was it was pretty good. Uh, Captain, yeah. Ron. Captain, Captain Ron, Captain Ron. Um, what
2: about? Have you guys ever watched a movie where you were like, yeah? I'm I'm digging this, I'm digging this. And then something happens. Either a character says something or does something and you're just like, Oh, done. Done. You've completely ruined you've completely ruined this movie.
1: Atomic Blonde almost did that. With what? The with ending. Scene, the, the, with the, the ending. So without spoiling it, there are a couple of endings tacked mm-hmm. onto the movie. Right. And the ultimate ending just felt so forced and out of place. Unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unnecessary.
0: Unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say, okay, so have either of you ever walked out of a movie because you thought yes. it was horrible.
2: Ha- so have I. I the can't wor- remember I- what it
0: was because it was so horrible. I just <laughs> erased know- it from my memory.
2: <laughs> you know which one it was? Was Perfect Storm with George really? Clooney. Really? I was so I see- <laughs> bored by that movie. I literally woke up. That's how bad it was, was I don't even remember falling asleep. <laughs> I just remember waking up and being like, all right,
1: I got to get out of here. So there was a movie <laughs> starring Leslie Nielsen about 2000. 2000- no, it was after that. I, I think it was a, Z- a Zucker Abrams Zucker movie, though, but it was like one of those mm. conservative spoof movies.
2: Oh yeah, like Naked Gun and
1: well, yeah, airplane. And... But 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 it was like one of the conservative ones, like for oh, people who are conservatively minded. That was just all a bunch of puns and yeah, it was it was, it was all like <laughs> political humor spoofing liberals oh, and stuff. Okay, okay, yeah. And you know, I always growing up in the South more had a politically right leaning mindset, but that movie was so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but the movie I actually walked out of, I think, was Godzilla the Destroyer.
2: Oh, well, which was yeah, a, which was a jazz, like which was boring.
1: a uh, Toho or whatever yeah. uh, Godzilla movie, uh, which did nothing for me.
2: I did not walk out of the movie, but I'm going to tell you right now. So this past weekend, Joe and I went and saw the the Kingsman, the second Kingsman movie, the Golden Circle. Oh yeah, I liked the first Kingsman movie a lot better. Yeah, um, but the first Kingsman movie. <laughs> joe and joe just thinks this is hilarious that this bothered me so much but there's a scene towards the end um again not, not wanting to spoil necessarily but there's a scene towards the end and he's talking to the swedish princess because oh, yeah. she's been locked yeah. up right and she's like princess tildy yes princess tildy so she so he you know the the main character Exy, you know he's He's like, hey, I'm, I'm here to save you. And she's like, well, let me out. And he's like, well, I, I got to save the world first, right? You know, you kind of do a little bit of a campy James Bond thing going on here. like, so I got to save the world first. And she's like, okay. And, and they kind of have this dialogue back a little bit back and forth, right? And out of nowhere.
1: She offers him a sexual favor. She,
2: it, oh, but it's not just the sexual favor. It is the nature of the sexual favor. Because prior to the comment that she, let's just say she offers him some sex in the back door. <laughs> if that's a way to put it so that that's it matches, as, that's passes muster
1: that's as pg a way to describe it i guess as yeah. possible.
2: but the thing that bothered me about that comment is that the conversation that they're having prior to her having that comment it's very clear that she is willing to sleep with him if he saves the world she's willing to sleep with him like she kind of throws that out there on the table and he's like all right, then I'm off to save the world.
0: And just, well, and she's like, it's a 50-50 of, chance a man, just, I have to go
2: through with it. But it's just out of nowhere. She then tacks on this additional offer. No and I was, it was so out of place. It was so tacked on and out of place and had no context. It ruined the movie for me. I was like, I, oh my God, I am physically angry about this. Like it, it was terrible. I, I was just like, it, It's It's a Mark Miller story,
1: so it's usually 50-50 on whether they're going to make you angry or not. <laughs>
2: but I mean, it's just, and they did it again in the second one. They make a different, it's not the same thing, but it's another sexual thing that most people don't do. It was very graphic. And it was very graphic. And I'm just like, why, dude, why are you doing this? Why are you sticking these things in here? They're not funny. Because
0: they're sex sales, not. Is that what they think? they I gotta, know, but like, it's just it's, weird. It's,
2: There's a way to do it. Let's put it that way. There's a way that you can do it, not ruin the show. (laughs) But even if you wanted to. There's a way that you could do it and you could work it in there. And it would just it's just so the way it happens is just so unnatural. And it infuriated me with the first movie. I was so angry. (laughs) It ruined the movie for me. Usually if something like that happens, I
1: struggle with it because I think there's probably a higher reason that the the filmmaker made a decision, uh, but with that case, it's clear and obvious. That there was no higher thought process yeah, involved. It was just a shock value thing. It's a shock value thing. Yeah,
2: I agree. Oh,
0: weird. I, I'm like, God, I gotta go see some movies, man. <laughs>
2: have, I have you I have seen, seen Arrival? Yes, that's a phenomenal one. That too. and I would have movie, never watched it. Did, I didn't watch it. I, that movie kicked my ass. That um, that sorry, would be my, my, top my That's ass, fine for sure. Perky bum just for sure. it was i mean it's it's jeremy renner again and it's amy adams yeah. and it just the whole concept blew my mind and it's it's one of those movies where you have to pay attention yes. it's not one of those things where you can be like dude to do i'm doing something else and not paying attention yeah i couldn't do it then you gotta i figured it out
0: but it it took a little bit
2: it does take a little bit, and when it happens, you're just—I was just dumbstruck. I was just like, "Holy, holy cow!" Oh, oh, oh. So to that point,
1: have you watched a movie? And, and we probably should wrap up because we're running no. along. But have why you can't the-
0: we just do two segments? I mean, giddy <laughs> up! Just have,
1: have you watched one where they either had some like a, a secret at the end that they revealed that was just so obvious that it was painful? <laughs> like for me, it was—that's well, was most of them. It was in Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, Aww. like, like telegraphed, like, so many things that they were trying to save for the end that hurt. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into it, but there are two things specifically that they telegraphed that were revealed at the end of the movie that just, just,
2: I don't yeah. know. It's kind of one of those things, though. Don't you kind of feel like movies and even books now, it's almost like you have to have some sort of secret ending or twist ending. Like, you have to, it has to be a, a twist
0: that's part of the movie going experience for me is like, I can figure this out. I'm going to figure it out before the end. And <laughs> and I have a pretty good or pretty close to, uh, you know, solving it right. But the ones that throw me totally sideways, there's two reactions. I'm like, that's horrible. That's the worst <laughs> way to, yeah. or, and not because I got it wrong. It's just like, why would you do that? You just took all like the excitement out of it. Yeah. Or it's so like, oh dang, I didn't see that coming. I, You know, I just, I want to be that kind of writer that I think like everybody, you lead them so far down a path. They're like, yeah, this has got to be it. This has got to be it. Then, you know, know?
2: and Chuck Wendig actually has a really good phrase for that and he calls it, um, spectacle over story and Guillermo del Toro does this a lot. His movies, I either love them or he drives me nuts. Like Pan's Labyrinth, I thought was an excellent movie. It was so, it was just a great movie. I even liked Hellboy.
1: <laughs> the second and, one's the best one.
2: Yeah, I, I liked those movies. But Crimson Peak? Oh my, that man should have been punched in the face for making that movie. Like, <laughs> dude, what were you even thinking? None of this makes any sense whatsoever. What
1: did you think of Pacific Rim?
2: I liked Pacific Rim.
1: I love Pacific Rim. But when you actually sit down and like try to diagram it, it's, there's nothing there.
2: There is nothing there, but it's it's huge robots beating up monsters. I I think, oh my God, like the (laughs) 12-year-old boy in me is like, yeah. (laughs) Like, I mean, come on. But, But literally, like, just Crimson Peak bothered me because I could literally sit there and be like, you know, I can imagine this now. Del Toro had this picture in his head of these crazy, these lavish sets of this house this kind of falling into disrepair house right and victorian style it's all you know victoria very ornate carved banisters and the whole nine yards oh of
0: course it can't just be a simple
2: little <laughs> yeah and he he's, i think he had this vision of it and then he was like i i want to see that vision come alive so bad i i'm gonna make a movie around it. <laughs> but the movie makes no sense but it's okay because i can have my vision come to life and i think that's very much spectacle over story it's when it's when the scenes like um valerian that movie was awful
1: it looked awful it was
2: absolutely terrible but some of the scenes were incredible but the story was crap like it just you it was spectacle over story. It was, the, it was the visual piece over anything making sense about anything. Because we're also
1: av- avid, frequent moviegoers, I was really happy to see that come and go and Dunkirk come and go so I could stop seeing trailers.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're hoping that Valerian does better in uh, the UK because it, it's based off of a French comic book, a series of French comic books, and it's very popular over there. And they think that it just... and I mean, it was Luc Besson. Or did I pronounce that right? It, I mean, he he's the one who did, you know, The Fifth Element. and it, So the guy can do some stuff, right? But he just, I think, I mean, that movie cost, I don't know how much money to make, and they didn't even recompensate, like, a quarter of what it cost to make that movie.
1: I mean, that happens uh, a lot. I'm thinking of the um Oh, the Matrix. Well, the, the folks that did The Matrix, but, like... Um, they made that Speed Racer movie. Oh yeah, that yeah. Valerian reminds me so much of. I loved that Speed Racer movie. I'm like the one percenter who loved that movie. Everybody else hated it. And it was a visual spectacle. It was amazing looking. Yeah. But it's um, yeah, it did not do well.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't know any of those that you just talked about. Some of the, that's why there was no commentary like, on the end of the mic. I was like I am believing everything you're preaching. I just don't have any
1: <laughs> So I think I think we bounced around a lot with this, but I love that. I I really enjoyed it. It's 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 more like a real conversation that yeah. people yeah. have where sometimes I think uh things can be too structured. I, I just I like the energy of this episode. I I really loved having you on, Heather. It was yeah, as always, oh, it was thank amazing.
0: You. We'll have you on again. I think round like lucky number three. I bet you can keep the i keep
2: I bet you can keep the important stuff coming. And she's going. I'm telling you guys, between Stacy and I, there's just so much weirdness that (laughs) if you really want to do that that episode, man, we're doing it. We're totally doing it.
0: Yep, it'll get weird real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And
1: Heather's (laughs) going to join me on the uh, podcast, Wendy, that you joined me on the the Headmaster's Headmasters. podcast.
0: Yes, I mean I need to listen to Heather's. I I started to listen to the other one um, that right after me. I think the guy that you had on there, and I was like, okay, let's compare this. It's an interesting experience for sure. So I'm interested and excited to hear Heather's commentary during that podcast. I, and
1: I even I even put the offer out to Joe as well if he wants to come on and do it. That would be awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah, because Joe is a Transformers fan
0: yeah he might not be after that he might yeah oh i'm sure he will be he'll have good commentary too that could be a good interesting tag team there yeah awesome well we appreciate you coming on again heather and we will like have you very soon with the other weirdness that happens with our friends well thank
2: you i feel so honored that i'm like when they're like you know we really want to do a podcast about some weirdness who do you think we should be on there and it's like heather like they say i can picture both of you saying it in unison well heather yeah well, well, yeah, uh, that's not even a question. Just, you yeah. uh,
1: know. no, like, <laughs> you know, not to, not to, like, show too much ego, but I'm like, I think I'm weird <laughs> enough to do this one solo. <laughs> You know, <laughs> when, he, when he's just nodding your head, it's awesome.
2: Let's put it this way. The other day, my husband walked into the living room and just in time to see me stick three Pringles chips and a bar of Hershey's chocolate into my mouth at the same that time. That good.
0: Salty and sweet.
2: And eat it. And I was sitting on the couch in my underwear at the time watching Howl's Moving Castle, which is a Miyazaki film. And he opened his mouth like he was going to say something and then he shook his head and he kept on walking <laughs> and he's like eh. and that's saturday afternoons for me people so that's that's weird that's some weirdness right there <laughs> that is awesome uh,
0: that's awesome i love it well thank you so much for being with us heather and we look forward to seeing you next time
2: awesome thank you guys
1: i guess that's it for how was your weekend
0: <laughs> have a great week this was how was your weekend with wendy and brian Please subscribe at our website, How Was Slash Your Weekend. That's H-O-W-W dot A-S slash your weekend. Please leave a review and tell a friend.